Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Greg Moore, who is the founder of Franchise Maven. Welcome, Greg. Gary, thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. So, Greg, tell me, you know, what got you into um, dealing with franchises? Well, when I first started out um, getting a job, which a lot of us did, you know, back in the day, it was fast food. So it was kind of Easy, easy business to get into. Everybody in high school, right? Everybody in high school gets into uh, fast food at one point in time. Well, I worked at Taco Bell, and I ended up, unbeknownst at the time, working for a master franchiser. She owned about fifty Taco Bells throughout the Sacramento, California, Woodland, California area. And as I moved up, you know, when I worked there for a while, and I moved up, uh, and I started managing some of her restaurants, I found out from her that she was indeed a, a franchiser. And the first thing I've ever heard about franchising, and that was back in you know, late 70s, early 80s. Um, then I just went on to pursue my career. And I'm, you know, from Taco Bell, I worked at a Lions restaurant as a manager, restaurant manager. I managed a lot of those Taco Bells for her around Sacramento. And then I went to school, got a degree in electrical engineering and physics, became an engineer, a microelectronic circuit engineer, uh, and then got a degree in uh, business as well. And while I was getting a degree in business, I read Robert Kiyosaki's books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which kind of oh, yeah. ruined my corporate career for me at that point. <laughs> I knew there's, there is something better out there and I got to do it. So right. after I, after about 30 years in the corporate career, uh, I thought I got to go out and do my own business, but I don't have the latest, greatest idea. I don't know what business to start. While I was being an engineer at the same time, but another engineer and myself, we bought uh, dry cleaners, uh, we bought some storage units, and I purchased some rental properties as well. So I was doing that on the side. So I really liked doing that, and I knew that was something. But when I left the corporate, I said, I got to get out there, and I got to uh, do something. And I just remembered my Taco Bell days, franchising. I thought, you know, they got a great plan. And so I started clicking around, I, and then I got inundated with all these uh, franchise people, franchise salespeople, as I was clicking around asking about franchises, and I finally came across a couple of franchise consultants who said, okay, let's just put everything on hold. Let's talk about you, what you're looking to accomplish. And I ended up with a, a telecommunications consulting franchise. Mm-hmm. I started with, and then a schoolie from Schoolie Mitchell, a telecommunications consultant. He was just awesome. He really got the my career in franchising started off good. He just had a whole plan laid out for you, exactly what you need to do, who you need to talk to. You just follow these steps. You're good to go. So that was great. I enjoyed that. I did that for probably a couple of years, but I kept thinking back to what the franchise consultants were doing, which is sitting at home and uh, talking with great people all over the yeah, all over the United States and essentially talking with people all over the world. But I went back to them and I said, you know, I like what you guys did. You guys help other people realize their dreams. I've already realized mine of being, you know, independent, creating my own schedule, doing what I wanted. I want to know what you folks do. Um, I really liked the telecommunications consulting, but I did have to drive around a lot talking to business people on a regular basis. And I didn't want to do so much driving because I actually live out in the middle of nowhere and <laughs> driving to, I, and I was in, in Texas at the time and I had to drive right. to Austin, Texas, which was about an hour away from where I live. 
So I had an hour drive to get there. And then I talked to people and I said, I want to do something from home. Well, what do you guys do? And the, the guy that uh, got me into the uh, telecommunications consulting franchise uh, taught me what he did. And that was about 10 years ago. And I haven't looked back since. And I just helped all sorts of other wonderful people uh, help them realize their dream. Whatever that's awesome. Maybe. That's awesome. So, you know, Greg, in, in going through and doing this, so, you know, you're helping people basically, you're talking to them, you're helping them figure out kind of what type of franchise they could they should get into based on their past experiences. That's correct, Gary. So what we do is when we, you know, you and I will sit down, what we'll do is we'll go over where have you been, where are you at now, and where do you want to be? So when we're looking at where have you been, we're looking at your past experiences, what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, and then we look at where are you at now? Are you working full-time? You don't want to leave your job? You want to leave your job? Whichever it is. So that would be, you know, you want to work a franchise full-time? Do you want to do it semi-passively? Absentee? And then we look at where you want to be five to 10 years from now so that I can tailor franchises around your goals, your criteria. On that, I already talked with, you know, a few hundred franchisers on a regular basis. So I know who they're looking for and what kind of experience they're looking for in a successful franchisee. So I've got that part down. Now I just need to know from you, Gary, what is it that you're looking to accomplish? What do you bring to the table and what are you looking to accomplish? And then I do that matchup between the two of them. Okay. And I'm assuming when you're doing this matchup and you're doing this consulting, you're also helping them make sure that their that their financials are um, in the right order to be able to present to the franchisor? That's correct, Gary. One of the things that, that the franchisors provide to me and that I provide to my people is a, a certain net worth. So there's certain criteria that the franchisors have, not only your experience and what you bring to the table, but also what is your net worth. So that's one of the questions I ask people is what, what's your net worth? What the franchisors are basically looking for there is that to make certain that you don't run out of money right? on that. So they don't want you to do that. So there are certain criteria. You get into something that's a, a brick and mortar, something that's a build out on that. They're generally looking for $300,000, $500,000 net worth or more uh, so that you can get a loan for it if you want to go that route. Maybe there's also other ways to get it, but they don't want you to run out of money. If you go into a services industry business, net worth is a little bit lower than that, $150,000 or so. So what are some of the common mistakes that you see people that are uh, getting into the franchise world? What, what are some of the common mistakes that you see that the, that they make? Actually, that's a, a great question, Gary. One of the things on my website that I have is uh, seven mistakes and how to avoid them. Uh, mistake number one is just not understanding the business and the industry that you're getting into. We will make certain as we go through the process that you do understand uh, the business and the industry and have a good feeling for it. Not everybody gets into the same uh, industry or business that they've necessarily been working at uh, over the years. Uh, you can get into something that you don't know anything about as long as it's something that you would enjoy and you feel good about. So we make certain that you, as we go through the process of investigating these franchises, is uh, getting to know the business in the industry. Uh, the other mistakes are you know, not having enough capital, just like we discussed just a minute ago. Right. It's making certain that you have the capital for it. And as you go through my questionnaire that I have you fill out, you know, I'll be getting to know your net worth. So the only franchises I bring back to you uh, will be ones where you, uh, the investment level is where you are at. Uh, another one is uh, when you're looking at things that are in fashion, something like that, 
don't let what's in fashion really cloud your judgment. Just because it's popular today does not necessarily mean it's going to be popular tomorrow. Right. Uh, it might not be the great thing on that. Uh, don't expect to be rich in a year or two. I mean, you're not going to be necessarily a millionaire in a year or two. Yeah, in a year or two when you go through this. So don't expect that. These things do take time. It is a business that you'll be building up, or you'll be having somebody do it for you if you do it semi-passively. Uh, funding is also an option. Don't dismiss funding necessarily on that one. Some people don't like going into debt, so there's things that you can do where you don't go into debt. A 401k rollover on that IRA rollover plan, self-directed. Uh, that's one way. That's what I did to start my business, and you don't go into debt that way. However, a lot of my investors really like using other people's money, as long as the investment services the debt. They right. just want to use other people's money. So take a look at that. Take a look at the options that you have in there. We'll go over that. I have people I can send you to for funding franchises. We, As we go through the process, and as you go through the process, whoever's looking at franchises, always speak to existing franchisees. That's a big mistake. If you don't speak to existing franchisees, that's a, that's a huge mistake. You're going to be getting to know the business in more detail as you talk to the franchisees. I've got a whole list of questions for you for the franchisors and the franchisees on that. You'll have a lot of your own, but not only are they good people to get that information, detailed information about the franchise operations on a regular basis, but you're going to make friends with them. The franchisor is going to help you grow. All these people that you talk to, the franchisees, they're now your friends. They're going to help you get that business uh, up and running and get growing. Most of the time, I'd say probably 90, 95% of the franchises have specific territories mm-hmm. that no other franchisee can come into that territory, which means that you're not competing with anybody. You're all right. a team, a team player working together to build that business. And uh, last but not least, uh, mistake number seven is uh, not making use of free experts. There's lots of experts out there that will help you out with that. I will send you over to some free experts. I will send you over to some not some free experts yeah. on that. Uh, but a free expert, for instance, would be like the score chapter, SCO right. or the local score chapter that you have uh, in your area. Uh, contact those. Those are all business people that have been in business for a long time. They're doing it for free. They'll give you lots of good advice, great people to talk to. Um, I have CPAs that you can talk to. Uh, free to talk to them usually to begin with. Uh, they'll charge you once you once you get involved with them. Right. Uh, franchise attorney, not free. Uh, but I always have a franchise attorney look over all your documents. As you do that, and then my funding people will give you lots of free advice up front. If you want to go with them, you can. If not, you don't. All good people. So, what, of the people that you've set up to to do franchises and stuff like that, how many? What, what's their your? I'm going to say your success, uh, or I should say their success um, in the franchise. I'm sorry. Say it again. So the the people that you've consulted that you yes. have put in um in franchises and they become franchise owners, what is the the success rate? So far it's about ninety-nine point nine percent. Okay. Uh, as far as I know. Quite often uh we lose track of each other. I try and keep in touch with them to see how they're doing. Uh, but they get so busy with their franchise that they uh, uh don't necessarily uh, keep in contact with me. I've only had I think out of the 200, I think I've had two people that weren't quite as successful on that. It wasn't going quite as planned. Uh, mm-hmm. So we worked with them to to get their business sold so they could sell it off. So, However, that's a good question, though, Gary. Sorry. I won't go ahead. The, the thing that you want to be looking at there as far as success rate is the success rate when you're looking into it of the franchise itself. 
Correct. In the franchise disclosure documents, you will see in there, I think it's matter um, number 20 or something like that. Yeah, item number 20. It's going to give you a list of franchisees that have started the business and are still running it, and a list of franchisees who have started the business and are no longer running it on that. So, you know, they don't give a success rate, but it's easy to do the numbers on right. that one. And we look for 85, 90% for better success rate uh, for the franchises. So that's something to look into uh, yourself when you're looking at franchises. Right. No, so when somebody becomes a, a, a franchisee, um, what are some of the, you know, yes, we've talked about the funding and things like that. And I mean, you know, all, all, all businesses that, you know, fail in the first five years, typically it's 80% of them. It's because they, they are undercapitalized. So say they have the proper capital and all that kind of stuff. Um, what are the mistakes that they're making uh, inside the franchise that um, makes them not successful? Uh, you know, that uh, brings a, uh, brings a good, I got a good example down Gary. The, uh, there's this lady that was in, um, in the Las Vegas uh, area and she was a vice president in the gaming industry and she got into a, uh, a tutoring franchise and franchises are really good. So don't think you're stuck with just doing, you know, whatever they say on paper right. like that. They're not, you know, they'll let you uh, go out there and do things uh, different on your own. They've got a proven method, run that proven method. Your chances are success for that much greater. That's why you get into a franchise. She was in uh, a hotel uh, gaming industry and she had a good idea. She said, you know, you guys aren't hitting up any of the hotels and motels, you know, that, you know, people come over. Why don't I hit some of those up and I start start doing my business that way? And they said, you know, go for it. If you think that's a good idea, you know, we'll allow you to do things uh, the way you want to. She tried it. Uh, it did not work. <laughs> she found out. So she got off to a little bit of a rough start there uh, on that one. What she ended up doing was just going back to the method that the franchisor was told her to do. And, and run it that way. So that's one of the things when people struggle uh, right away is is trying to deviate a little bit before you really get to know the business itself. So run the business the way they want you to do to begin with before you start doing any deviating on that. Right. Now, you know, most people, every everybody that I've talked to, you know, their business is unique and their market is unique and it's different than everybody else. What do you tell somebody that that kind of has that that mind frame when they're trying to to go the route of a franchise? If that's one of your concerns, if that's one of your fears, then what you want to look at is a franchise that has a hundred or more franchises. Mm-hmm. So there's about four thousand, five thousand franchises in the U.S. Only about five percent or so make it to a hundred franchisees or more. So you got a couple of things there. Once one you're in the top five percent. The other one, to your point, Gary, is that they've repeated it in a hundred different, well, probably close to a hundred different areas, right? Uh, different cities, different states, and that's what you want to look for. If you're concerned that you're going to be somewhat unique in that area, then find a franchise that has done it in as many states as possible and as many different cities as possible. Franchise is going to be looking at from their point of view they're going to have certain demographics that they're going to look for. One is the population size, population density of their ideal client, of the ideal client for the franchise. So they may be looking for, if they're a service industry, then they may give you a population of 300,000, and they're going to be looking for household incomes of 100,000 or more uh, dollars. And that's going to be the geographical area. Seniors, senior care is the same thing. 
They're going to be looking at a population size of 30,000 seniors. It's all private pay. So they're going to be looking at a certain net worth of people over there. So from their standpoint, it doesn't matter which city or state they're in. As long as we have the demographics that meet their criteria that they've shown time and time again as proven results, that's what you're looking for. But again, direct answer to that. Look for franchises that have repeated themselves over many different cities, many different states. That way you know that they can do it almost anywhere. All right. Now, most franchises have a playbook, correct? Correct. Now, in that playbook, I mean, does it does it truly cover everything from financial to product to sales to marketing, follow-up, et cetera? It should. And for the most part, it does. So that's one thing you want to be looking for in the franchise system when you're going through that. You never want to be wondering what to do next. So that's another one of the reasons why you talk to the franchisees. The franchisor is going to outline that playbook. This is what you're going to do to get started. Um, if you have a brick and mortar, this is your grand opening. If you have a service industry, this is how you get started in getting people into your area. You want to verify that with the franchisees. Another reason why you talk to the franchisees. When you got started, was everything that the franchisor told you true, basically? Did they have that step-by-step action? How did that work out for you? But the franchisors are going are gonna to have that outlined. They're going to have their total investment outlined in item number seven of the franchise disclosure documents. They're going to go through there, and it's going to be exactly who you pay to who and when, so you know what that is. And then as they go through, and you're going to be meeting with that franchisor on a regular basis, you know, an hour or so a week, uh, depending how fast or slow you want to go. They're going to show you and tell you about how they're going to train you, what are the steps to becoming successful. And again, you verify all that information with the franchisees. But yes, they have everything outlined in there step by step. And some are going to be more in-depth than others. Right. So there are going to be certain things that you're going to look for. If you're a service industry, do they have a call center? Are you going to be fielding the calls when they uh, drive people to you? Or do they have a call center that will do that? What's the call center going to do? Are they going to schedule appointments? Are they going to get a quote online? So these are the things that you need to look for and think about as you're going through and investigating the franchise. No, um, you know, everybody seems to be having issues with, with hiring um, and, and getting employees and things like that. Is that something typically that uh, the franchisor um, gives you support with? Depending on the franchise system, yes, they will. There'll be different ones to do it. So if you get into something like a restaurant franchise, uh, a lot of the uh, hiring stuff is going to be up to you. You're going to do that because those are, so we have like simple retail and then we have sophisticated retail on that. If you go into a brick and mortar, more sophisticated retail, they're going to help you a little bit more because you're getting uh, people that have or that require some sort of certification on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Service industry is another one on that one. So if you're doing groundskeeping, you may not need um the the employees that are uh, that have a certification or that are are um, educated in certain areas. If right. you go into electrical services or plumbing, now you're getting into people that are more specialized. Mm-hmm. So once you get into people that are more specialized, you're going to need that help from the franchise or on that. And yes, quite a few of them will show you how to do that. But specifically, if you go into the electrical work or if you go into something like a plumbing franchise. You're going to need the master plumber, depending on what state you're in. You're going to need that master electrician. Where do you find them? You have no clue. You've never right. done that before. Right. So that's what you're looking for in a great franchise system. And they will, the great ones, 
we'll show you where to find them, how to vet them out. Senior care is a great example on that one as well. The caregivers, mm-hmm. a little bit easier to find caregivers because you've got more caregivers that you could choose from. How do you figure out the which are the best caregivers? And that's where the franchisor comes in. They have a system in place that'll help you vet out the good from the bad so you okay. only get the best. So, so reality is, is if you've never run a business before, getting into a franchise could be pretty good for you because it's going to kind of give you the the bumpers, you know, on the side to kind of keep you in line, just like, you know, kind of when you were a kid bowling, you know, you had the bumpers in the lanes, kind of keep you, keep you going there. Um, so, I mean, I guess going back, so you do the consulting, you help me find the franchise that's, that's good for me um, or that you think may be the best for me. How how do you get compensated in all of this? Ah, so great question, Gary. The uh, franchisors pay me a referral fee, so there's never okay. any charge to my clients. Uh, I just bring together buyers and sellers, and if you decide to invest in one of the five to ten different franchises I introduce you to, or more sometimes, uh, the franchisor then pays me a referral fee uh, after you uh, pay that franchise fee. Okay. So really... Uh, Anybody who's listening to this has got to understand that it's like, okay, you're out here and you're going to help match up kind of two people. You know, you're going to be the matchmaker. But the thing is, is that you have a vested interest in making sure that I'm successful and I find the right franchise to to get involved in. So with any kind of business, you have to have clients. Right. Many different ways to find clients. On that one, uh, if some of them cost a lot of money to find clients that way, most of my clients come from referrals. Mm-hmm. I have a vested interest in making certain that you are as successful as possible, that you're as happy as can be, so that you tell all your friends, all your neighbors, all your relatives about me, so that you send them to me. So yeah, I have a vested interest. Getting paid is one thing, well, uh, which is good. Obviously, right. you know, feed the family, take care of the bills. <laughs> You're not a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But ongoing business, I've got to get those referrals because that is the easiest way to get great people. So my vested interest is making sure certain that they get into a successful franchise, they're happy, and they tell all sorts of people about me. Right. Um, I think that lots of times people think that, okay, if I go out to get a consultant, I'm paying the consultant. And reality is you may tell me when we're done with our, you know, talks and stuff like that, that it's like, Gary, you are not a franchise guy. Um, I don't think that, you know, we're going to be able to find anything that's going to fit you or, um, you know, you just don't don't have the, the net worth to be able to start a franchise. I've done that a couple of times on that. Yeah. I had a gentleman call me just the other day. He said, you know, I'm 23 years old. I just got into this job. I really don't want a job. Uh, this is what I've got. And I said, well, right now you don't have anything on that. Right. So I sent him a lot of information about franchising. I sent him over to one of my funding people. So he needed to work on his credit score. Mm-hmm. And then he needed to work on saving up enough money to get a down payment for that franchise itself. If you're just starting out, if you're in your uh, early 20s and you don't have a lot, the best thing to get started with is the service industry franchise where you're doing it yourself or you just have a few employees. For right. that one, you know, you can get a, probably an SBA Express loan and all you're going to need is about a 700 credit score and about $20,000 down 
on that one. And we can find you franchises that'll get into that. Uh, I had it, so that's easy enough to do. It just for some people that are younger, they haven't had enough money to saved up yet right. or credit score. Um, it might take a little while. I had another gentleman that just wanted a cheap franchise. He didn't want to spend a lot of money. And he just wanted to buy a cheap franchises. Well, some of the cheap franchises, uh, the real ones that are like, you know, five, ten thousand dollars. I generally don't get into those sort of things. I tell them that's, you know, that's not really something uh, that I can help you with on that. And going in and looking at franchises, just because you and I get together, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get into a franchise mm-hmm. or that I'm going to tell you that franchise is not for you. Because for most people, uh, you know, 35 on up, 45, 50 years old, they've got the experience. They've done it before. They they ran businesses within businesses. But along the way, what we're going to do is we're investigating these franchises. And we're going to figure out, is franchising right for you to begin with? Right. So don't think, you know, when you don't think, get on the phone and say, well, I don't want to waste your time. Well, don't worry about that. Because Actually, if I take four people through the investigation process, probably one of them is going to buy a franchise or invest in a franchise. Right. The other three are going to realize that for whatever reason, right now, this is just not for me. Right. And that's what we do together. We figure that out. Is franchising right for you to begin with? And if it is, okay, then which franchise is right for you? Yeah. And that, that that's that's my point that I'm trying to trying to make is is that you know, dealing, you know dealing with you or a consultant like you is I'm going to say is a great first step because then you get to make sure you, you go through the process and you've done this enough times that you're going to be able to also tell them, Hey, this particular franchise, here's, here's some pitfalls to it. Um, And, and knowing that it's like, okay, well, this is a new franchise. They don't have a, a big track record yet. So, you know, yes, they, they do have the franchise, but, but you're going to be, they're going to be cutting their teeth on you also. Um, so I think that's something that, that's important for, for people to understand. Cause again, we're, we're, we're to a point risk averse. So we want to make sure that, that what we're doing is, uh, is the right thing. And I think that it's great that you're out there to be able to help people, you know, with this because, um, I know we've tried to help people, you know, that are starting up businesses and things like that. Um, it, and sometimes, you know, they're very good tacticians at, at their trade. And then now they become business owners. And lots of times they're not really ready to become a business owner because they just they don't have that background. And lots of times they don't then don't have time to to, to learn it because they're so busy in their business. Yeah, that's that's very very true on that. Um, one of the good things about going through and talking with the franchisees, so what I tell people is, as you talk to them, especially if you want to make a lot of money, then talk to the franchisees that are making a lot of money. Picture yourself doing what they're doing. Do you see yourself doing that? Can you picture right. yourself doing that? If you can, you're good to go. If you can't, well, hire somebody to do it for you, or we move on to right. another franchise. Or as you indicated, you realize that franchise is not for you. And to your other point, as far as getting your, you know, franchises may be cutting their teeth on you, there's, uh, we refer to those as emerging franchises, mm-hmm. as opposed to one that's been around for a long, long time. So emerging franchises are a little bit higher risk. You have the benefit of the person that actually created that franchise is going to be training you. 
the first few franchises that they come out with, they have to make certain that those franchisees are doing spectacular oh, yeah. <laughs> on that because that's going to make or break the franchise. So right. They're going to make certain that you're doing good. So if you got into Orange Theory right away, you're a golden. But right. how many emerging franchises make it? How many emerging franchises don't make it? So it's a, yeah, as you indicated there, Gary, it's a little bit of a risk. So there's kind of a trade-off between the two, how risk-averse you are. Right, right. So, Greg, what, what have I not asked you that you wish I had? So franchises, how much how much uh, do you have to invest time-wise? How much do you have to invest money-wise? So you got two different types of franchises on there. We kind of alluded to them uh, as we're talking. You have the brick-and-mortar franchises. You have the service industry franchises. Brick-and-mortar franchises, you build it and they will come. It's a general theme. Hmm. Franchisors, what you're looking for in there is, a, is somebody who's going to do the real estate selection for you, site selection. Got to have that. You're probably not an expert. Got to have that. Uh, lease negotiation, you got to have that done on there as well. You're probably not good at that, so make certain you see those. You're looking at probably at the very least $250,000, $300,000 total investment on that. On up, franchisors are usually looking for three dollars to $500,000 network. Services industry, your clients don't necessarily know you exist until they need right. you. So you need a great franchise system that's going to drive people to you when that need arises. And we talked about that a little bit as well. As far as do they have call centers, uh, that sort of thing, things to look for in those. Generally speaking, total investment, $150,000 or so. On that one, you're not looking at a real big uh, net worth for that sort of thing. Uh, franchise fees are going to generally run you around $50,000 per franchise, give or take. Everybody's a little bit different. And your royalties themselves are going to run between 5 and 10%. Franchise fee is the one-time franchise fee. Get you everything you need to know about that franchise on there. Get you trained, get you going. Royalties are the ongoing things that keep that franchise or in business. The more you make, the more they make. So they're going to make certain that you make as much as possible. The variance on the 5 to 10% will be depending on a lot of it's going to depend on what exactly is the franchise are doing for you. If they're doing a lot for you, say you're in the staffing industry, uh, they're going to be footing the bill for the payroll on that one. So they're going to charge you a little bit more for that on that. If they don't do a whole lot for you, it's probably going to be a little bit lower on that. Right. But that keeps keeps them in business. And every year you have meetings with the franchisors and all the franchisees get together. And that's where you share ideas, help grow the business. And that's what that royalty is for. Great. Great. That's good. Great information. Greg, if, if people like what they, what they've heard and they want to talk to you, how can they reach out to you? You go, you can go to my website, uh, franchisemaven.com. That's franchise M A V as in Victor en.com. Email me at greg at franchisemaven.com or just pick up the phone and give me a call. 361-772-6401. I'll usually answer right away unless I'm on a call. Okay, if I am, I'll give you a call right back. Great, great. Greg, really appreciate your time. Appreciate your, your wisdom on this. I think that um, the listeners are getting a lot out of this. Um, you know, again, this is something that that I think people really need to look at. Um, you know, you're the expert in, in helping helping people with this marriage. And um, if there's anybody out there that is thinking about getting into a franchise, I would definitely tell you to reach out to Greg first to make sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're being married up with a, a good um, franchise that you're going to be able to succeed with. So, again, Greg, thank you very much. My pleasure, Gary. And one last thought on that that I didn't discuss with everybody is having a good exit strategy. So be sure to 
listen to Gary's uh, podcast with John Greer, who was a certified exit uh, uh, strategy advisor. Yep. Always good to have an exit strategy right away. Great. I appreciate it, Greg. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me, Gary. Have a sure. great day. This week, our guest was Greg Moore, who is the founder of Franchise Maven. I will see you guys next week. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.